Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another fabulous episode of the GYST podcast, your favorite podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Uh, I would just like to start off by saying this podcast has been going on for three years now. And we have listeners all over the world, except for Wyoming still. Trying to figure that one out. <laughs> It'll never work. Uh, but we've got listeners all over the world. We've been doing this for three years. Uh, we're coming up on 150 episodes. And we do this, and we get so much value out of it ourselves. But it's really amazing when other people tell us the value that they've received from listening to us. And so with that... I'd like to thank everyone who has ever been involved with the GYST podcast. Uh, for a complete listing of everyone who's ever kind of been a part of our crew, uh, if you go to gystpodcast.com and then you go to the About Us page, uh, you'll see the current uh, members as well as a Hall of Fame section. And I just want to thank Hall everyone who's uh, been a part of this. And also, I'd like to thank the audience for listening to us. I'm 100. You know, this is what, 143 episodes? You know, that, that, that's quite a bit. And we're still plugging it, plugging away and doing a great job. And with that, I want to introduce today's topic, if you didn't figure it out. It's all about gratitude. And the way this episode specifically came about is we did an experiment. And we had uh, Glenn and Kyle keep a week-long gratitude journal. Now... Uh, in a in a moment, I'll I'll ask them individually about their uh, experiences with this and and how it went. But first off, before we go into that, why is a gratitude journal important? You know, why can't you just think out loud about the things that you're thankful for? Now, here's the thing: there's a certain power that you give a thought once it's written down, because if you just think it, it exists only in your head. Now, science has proven that. If you get a thought in your head, it lasts for seven seconds and it will, no, sorry, it lasts for 35 seconds. Within seven minutes, if you don't write that down, it's gone forever. That thought is gone. So that's why it's so important to write stuff down because not only are you thinking about it, but you're connecting your brain to your hand and you're writing stuff out, it has a deeper meaning and it resonates more. And gratitude is one of the most powerful, powerful emotions out there. If you are feeling down, if you're feeling negative about your life, what it does is showing gratitude helps you shift the focus of your life from something negative to positive. Think about a time that you've done something for someone else anonymously. If you've ever donated anything from your heart, I'm not just talking about you hear a bell ringer and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I've got 35 cents, here you go, and you don't think twice about it. But if you've ever gone to a food bank, if you've ever done a community service, and if you're giving from your heart, you feel amazing afterwards. It's such a good feeling. And that's a feeling that you get from gratitude, which is why a lot of people who are going through depression, one of the first things that they tell you is do some community service. When you are able to give to others, not only do you feel good about yourself, but you also see that maybe things aren't as bad for you. And it helps shift that focus. Same thing with relationships. And I'm not just talking about boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm talking about friends as well. If you notice that you're starting to gain some negativity towards certain people and and maybe some resentment, maybe you're avoiding them, that happens when we stop appreciating them for who they are. And we start wondering, why can't they be more like us? So instead, if you find yourself in that situation, think about the things about that person that you appreciate. What are some things about them that you are grateful for? Things that they have, traits that they have, hopes and dreams and aspirations that they have that you don't. Because once you flip that switch, you start only seeing that positivity in them. It's kind of like if you are shopping for a car, you might not think about that car, but if you are thinking about buying it, now all of a sudden you see it everywhere. 
Well, it's not that more people have bought it. It's just that you're aware of it now. And that's what a gratitude journal is all about. If you write down things that you are grateful for from the heart, you are going to see more of it in your life. That's how it works. And so, audience, here are the, the steps that I kind of told, um, mm-hmm. uh, that I told uh, Glenn and Kyle to do. And these are the steps that you can do as well. So number one, sit silently somewhere and you don't want distractions. Don't put your phone on silent because I'm telling you right now, if you're in the zone and then you feel your phone vibrate, you're going to reach for it and you're going to see who it is. So it's a distraction. Leave it in another room. Sit quietly and silently 25 times say thank you. Just from the heart, say thank you. Feel the feelings of gratitude as you silently repeat these words, thank you. Imagine the words are coming from your heart, through your heart, and just know that it's such a powerful, powerful feeling that you're having. And then you wanna make a list and always list the things that you are grateful for in present tense, beginning each sentence with, I'm truly grateful now that. And what that does is again, your brain and your subconscious don't know past, present, future. Your subconscious does not know that. It only knows what's going on right now. So if you are thankful for something, even if it's in the future, so say I write, I'm so thankful now that I am generating a million dollars a year. And I say that and I believe it with all my passion. My subconscious doesn't know it's not true. But what it's going to do is it's going to start making me appreciate the things that a millionaire does. Start making me appreciate waking up at, you know, four or five in the morning when everyone else is asleep and my bed's like, I'm too comfortable for you to leave. But that's how this stuff works. So find a quiet spot, use the present tense, and say, I am so thankful now that. By doing this, it's going to help you shift your focus from negative to positive. And not just that, but it's going to help you be more aware of some of the things that are going on in your life. And also, when when I had these fellows do this exercise, it was, it was a week long, and I gave them for, for certain days certain things to focus on. So whether it be family, uh, your occupation, uh, friends, <clears throat> things like that, to, to kind of get that process started. So with that, fellas, uh, Thank you for, for being here. And uh, if you guys don't mind, let's let's do this a little bit interview style and and uh, go from there if that's okay with you. Heck no. Oh. Let's do it. Let's do it. First, I have to say you should get a less comfortable bed. It'd be easier <laughs> to get out of. It's funny. I always uh, joke around that nobody can get a girl in bed and have her fall asleep faster than me. <laughs> that's not what you want. Dude, my bed is so comfortable. Really? Yeah. Oh, It's man. really, really comfortable. It's very comfortable. So it's not where the magic happens. It's where the sleep happens. <laughs> it's where the sleep happens, yeah. Um, Glenn, that was funny. Um, it's very, very comfortable. <laughs> so, comfortable. He loves it when I say the word comfortable. Oh, I didn't get, I didn't catch that. So first off, fellas, have, have you, Kyle, we'll, we'll ask you first. Mm-hmm. Have you done anything like this before? No, I don't journal at all, really, right? So I've done, okay, Maybe I've done small exercises, kind of similar, but to track a gratitude journal the way that you had us do it here, no, I have not done before. The exercise you had to start with, um, when I first did it, so I did it in our office. When I first did it, I was just like, okay, thank, like, how am I going to keep track of saying thank you 20 times? And, and just for clarification, when you say our office, you're talking about your house, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. My bad. Uh, the spare room office in our house at the computer desk. Um, I had this paper in front of me and I was looking like, okay, one, two, three, can I count? Like, how do I get to 20? Like, how do I know I'm at 20 times when I say thank you? I focused on that how-to so much that I was in my head that I didn't think that that was going to work, right? So I had to say it several times. I was like, thank you, thank you. And I sat and I closed my eyes and I did it and it felt silly and it felt redundant at first. Until I got over a few times, I envisioned myself saying thank you to someone or something. And when I got there, that's when I was like, 
that's how I do this. It's something that I feel like that I'm truly thankful for that I can't live without. Or that at one time I did live without, and now I'm like, how would I live without that? So it was that start of that exercise that kind of helped me because I asked you when you had put the topics down, like, what would I write here? Like, what, I, don't, I don't understand how to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how, do I, how do I be so targeted in the approach? So that was one thing that was initially challenging for me. But when I actually just sat down and did it, it was kind of like, oh, okay. After saying it a handful of times, five, six, seven times, or how many, however many times I said it before I got through the thought process that, how do I count how many times? Why was I even fucking worried about that? Mm-hmm. Right? That makes no sense. Um, so that helped a lot. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is uh, rosary beads. Oh, know, yeah. That, that's another example. Um, I'm... I don't think I've ever talked about religion on air, but but I'm Hindu and and I met I've been meditating my whole life, and one of the terms that that we use is mantra or uh-huh. um, uh, a mantra. I have to think about like you know. <laughs> uh, so so there's there's a certain mantra that How they that say I say in Western culture is uh, <laughs> you know um, that mantra, and so what I say is Om Namah Shiva, and the number one oh eight. Is, is very special in, in Hinduism. And so I've got, you know, my beads with, with 108 on them. And hmm. after you say one, you just slide it over. And so that way, I'm not focusing on counting. I'm focusing on just being present and, and feeling that word or, or that phrase and then just move one along. Hmm. And so when you see people meditating with rosary beads, that's what they're doing. I never knew that. No. Glenn, what about you? Have you... Um, have you done a, a similar exercise to this before? Yes, not so much in gratitude, but in dealing with anger growing up. I always had to uh, write down my feelings of anger. But if I ever had a disagreement with someone that turned violent, one of the practices my dad had was write down what you're feeling about that person and then write down something positive that you like about that person. So I've done something similar in that. Um, in that aspect, um, so I'm, I'm used to writing down positive messages and not that I practice it, (laughs) but I have experience doing it. Um, I don't know, for me doing this exercise, uh, like Kyle, I was like, you know what, why am I saying this to myself? I just want to write my list and get it done with. But I did it. I, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to give Rohit the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> uh, it sounds crazy, but I'm just going to say this to myself 20 times. And I don't know, during, maybe it's just the holidays, but it's easier for me to slip into an emotional state during the holidays. Um, and I immediately started thinking of the people that I'm thankful for. Um, while you're saying thank you. While I'm saying thank you, yeah. yes. And just immediately went straight to the emotional side. And I teared up yeah. just for the first time since listening to the song. The, the, the oh, last, last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, just actually had, a, you know, had some tears well up. Just thinking of how thankful I am for some of the people in my life. Yeah. It helped put, I don't know, it, it, was, a, it was a powerful emotion. And it was kind of hard to continue from there because I don't like getting emotional. And I usually step away from emotions. You know, as soon as I felt that emotion, it's like, okay, I need to stop this for a minute. And I, I said, no, I need to continue this. Yeah. I need to continue this. Just get through it. I did. And the emotions were still there, but it was easier to get through. Yeah. Um, I, I spent my time. First, I, I looked at my work life. Because that was the first day that we had on our list. Well, before you dive into that, um, Mm -hmm. we'll get to the actual exercise. Um, But I'll I'll ask you the next question then, Glenn, and then you go on to Kyle with this. What was the most difficult part for you in in all this? And so, audience, I I had them uh, do this exercise every day for the past seven days. And... So every day, you know, 20 times, um, I'm sorry, earlier I said 25, I I meant 20. Um, But every day, 20 times they had to say thank you. They had to get into the emotional space and then write down 
uh, three things that, that they're thankful for. So, Glenn, in your experience with this exercise, what was the most difficult part of it for you? most difficult part was continuing once the emotion started. Because I've been raised and, and, I don't know, built up walls for so long on the emotions that I don't like even touching the emotions. I mean, anger, that's natural. But everything else is kind of like, okay, get me away from this real quick. I don't, I don't like feeling vulnerable. I don't like feeling um, sad. I don't like thinking of, of negative thoughts. I don't like crying. I don't. I hate it. Um, but gratitude is more of a positive cry that I, I just, it doesn't feel like that because your heart aches from the, you know, the gratitude that you feel. <laughs> Especially when you start thinking of some really powerful and, and loving people that you're very grateful for. So let me, let me ask you a question. You said you didn't, the most difficult part for you was being vulnerable. I, I would say continuing on once I felt vulnerable. Now, you were by yourself. Mm-hmm. Who were you feeling vulnerable from? Just for myself. <laughs> it's not like anyone was going to walk in and see me there. So was... you were having a difficult time just being vulnerable to yourself. Yeah. Again, I don't like to express emotions even to myself. Never had never well I'm not going to say never will (laughs) I'm going to say it's a difficult process for me to break down those barriers a question that's not on here on a scale of 1 to 10 how would you say what would you give the rating of how well people know you how well people know me yeah Uh, you know I would say probably about a six, maybe a seven for some of my closer friends. There's a lot that I still hold back from others. Kyle, what about you? What was the uh, most difficult part of this First whole part? thing um, for you? Man, there's kind of two. There's two parts to it. Really, is one was starting. Like I didn't know exactly where to start. The second part was three is not enough. Because for me, the thank you exercise, I feel like was intended to get you out of your head. Mm-hmm. But it started to get my juices flowing a little bit. And as I wrote a couple of things down, I had so many other ideas. And I was kind of like, ah, no, it's fine. We're good. So I would say beginning with it and figuring out where to go from there. The more I wrote, the more other ideas came to me the more I thought about it. Like the next day, I was kind of like, why didn't I think about that yesterday? I dwelled on the one that I did before. So for me, it was, I think a lot of, <clears throat> I felt like I, I could only do three for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did I get the right ones? I hesitated writing names down for people because I felt like this was, an exercise about a point in time and if I couldn't write everyone's name I couldn't write it down but if it was something I was doing maybe more consistently I wouldn't feel that way like I felt like I had to get the three best things and that kept bringing my head back into it that was probably the hardest part for me what's what's interesting between the two of you is it's, what's, what's really interesting is when you when you dive into personality styles, Kyle, you're a monkey, Glenn, you're a lion. Lions are very logical. And Glenn's greatest obstacle was emotion because he's not used to that being a lion. Mm-hmm. And for you, who is used to being emotional, the greatest obstacle was logic. Do I, do I need... <clears throat> how do I pick the three? How do I count to 20 without, you know... <laughs> And, and that's so interesting because it, this exercise was difficult for you two on different levels. Completely different. And I, I think that's that's fascinating. Hmm. Um, yeah, because I, I felt the emotional thing, I don't, I, I don't shy away from it. I don't, I don't think I do anyway. Um, I felt like it was easier for me to get there. Once I got going, I could just keep going. I could think of so many things that I'm grateful for and, and just really expand on it. 
So as the other thing, I think I liked the anything days better mm. personally. Yeah. So for the audience, um, like I said earlier, I, I gave them topics for certain days, you know, focus on this, focus on that. And then once that got the process going, uh, then there were just free days to where they could, you know, be grateful for anything. But but at the beginning, it was, you know, be grateful for, for your work life or, or whatever. So it was, it was a bit more uh, focused. Mm-hmm. So Kyle, I'll ask I'll ask you the last question, and then and then we'll we'll ask Glenn the same thing before we open up the floor to, to your guys' experience. What was your greatest breakthrough? Wow. For the entire exercise, my greatest breakthrough was realizing some of the things today that I take for granted. One of the things that I wrote down that I'm grateful for was. I forgot what day it was on. I want to say it was an anything day, but it was just, I think it was an anything day. I'm pretty sure it was a reliable vehicle mm-hmm. because there were times when I didn't have a reliable vehicle, right? I take that for granted. I have three reliable vehicles in our driveway right now, right? Yeah, that one was the biggest breakthrough because there was some other stuff I wrote down there too. Um, it's Christmas time. Celebrating Christmas I absolutely love it. It's like, it's my favorite holiday by far. Yeah, it brings stress, but the fact that you're, I'm able to celebrate Christmas in my home with a beautiful tree and beautiful decorations and a beautiful woman. Ooh-wee, hold on, give me a second. Let me tell you what. There's a reason we clean, Man, we keep clean in the right. studio. Um. Those are things to me that I'm one I'm thankful for this exercise because without it, yeah, I'm happy about it and like I'm really excited about Christmas and decorations and things like that. But this gave me perspective and allowed me to realize things that I have today that I I need to recognize more often. Not saying that it's not okay to want more and to achieve more as an individual, not necessarily materialistic things, but to recognize what you have. I don't care what kind of vehicle it is, a reliable vehicle. Today and every day, when I go to my vehicle and I put the key in and go to start it, I don't ever think that it's not going to start. I don't ever think that I may not make it to my destination. I don't ever think, if you want to go on a road trip, hey guys, somebody else got to drive because my shit's not popping. I had to think that at one time, right? There were times when I was younger, I didn't have a reliable vehicle. So something like that, when I wrote that down, I was kind of like, yeah, that is something I can be grateful for because those times are different now. And I think that was a pretty big breakthrough altogether. Like the car, yeah, it, it is what it is. But really, I think the fact that this exercise got me there to realize that was, for me, pretty big. Glenn, what about you? What are What was uh, your greatest breakthrough with this exercise? I guess my my biggest breakthrough was I, I kind of realized, you know, once I got past the, the logical things like the first day, um, when I started getting into who I'm thankful for and why I'm thankful for them, that I really don't express my thanks as much as I should. And that crushed me. Yeah. Because I, I look at someone like, let's say my mom, for instance. I, you know, I just re- recently realized how hard she worked her entire life just to keep it so that the family could live comfortably. Because, hell, pastors don't get paid that much. Um, they really don't. Well, Some in, of them. in, you know, yeah. <laughs> In, in we don't have small to talk about town mega, churches. We don't have to talk about mega churches. Yeah, we're not talking about mega churches. We're talking <laughs> about small town pastors. I mean, even in the inner city, um, pastors didn't get paid much. So the breadwinner for the family was always my mom, and I never even really thought of how hard she had to work her entire life, how hard she's still working because of the life we lived growing up. I mean, she's still working two jobs. She's working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Overnights. 
she's not a young spring chicken anymore, but she's still going strong doing this stuff. <laughs> still spry in her old age, huh? I don't know. She's having a hard time getting around, but the, that's kind of what made me realize that I never really showed enough appreciation. I don't think I ever really can. I've I've seen what it's done to her. How hard she had to work for our family. And then I look at all the times I never said thank you. For even small stuff, you know, like uh, having a nice meal on the table. Come home from school, she's uh, already got dinner cooked. And she's sleeping so she can go to work that night. But she had food ready for us to go. Heck, we used to make fun of her because she'd pass out on uh, either the couch or in the recliner before she went to bed after we got home from school. And then, you know, 7 o'clock would roll around at night and she'd be like, you guys are going to be late for school. I'm like, yeah, Mom, it's 7 at night. (laughs) But... Just to think how hard she worked to make sure we were ready for things. And I never really spent the right amount of time thanking her for it. That was the hardest thing for me to realize. It's the biggest breakthrough. Not to mention all the um, the behind-the-doors talks that parents... Have oh yeah, stuff that they don't, that we as kids don't see. Yeah, you know, that that we don't see the struggle that that they went through or or whatever, and they wanted it that way, and it wasn't a point of pride. It wasn't that they didn't want us to see weakness. <clears throat> they didn't want us to think about that and just enjoy life. So, fellas, those were those are the questions I had. And now I'm just going to open up to you guys and just, how was this for you? What was it? Like, what popped out? What didn't? Is this something that you're going to continue, not continue? Was it, you know, you talked about work. You even talked about the podcast. You talked about friendships and relationships. I'm just going to open up the floor now and hand the mic over to you, fellas. I think I'm going to continue doing it for a little bit longer who knows I may just keep doing it indefinitely but uh, for now I'm gonna plan on keep you know keeping this process going it's I don't know it's an emotional journey gratitude I think I need to take that journey Yeah, it seems to be pretty big for you. Mm. That's awesome. I enjoyed it. Um, I think to really be present and recognize day in and day out whatever it is that you're grateful for I think is very important because we'll forget. A lot of times when we have our... uh, I get together for the podcast and we talk about highlights. I always look at my calendar. So I'm like, oh shit, what did I do the past week or two weeks? Like, what, what the hell was I doing? And I have to look at my calendar to find out what I did to remind myself. That's sad. Realistically, right? Why am I forgetting what I did? Why am I not celebrating those memories? And something like this is going to give me the ability to continue to do that. Celebrate things that I'm grateful for. Remember things that I'm grateful for that I should continue to be grateful for and not take for granted. Because so many times and so many days we just skate through the day and we only recognize the negativity. We only recognize the things that don't meet our expectations. And I think gratitude has a lot to do with that. Right. When you recognize that you're grateful for something, you put your expectations to the side. Right. In my expectation, I, I always use this Costco analogy. Right. The level of service you get at a Costco 
is poor as it pertains to a retail shopping experience, right? Low experience you get at Nordstrom's is high. But you expect a certain level of an experience at Costco versus Nordstrom's. But why can't you be grateful that you can shop at either place? And I think that is probably one of the biggest things to take from an exercise like this. Is to remove the expectation and just be happy that it exists. Whatever it is. The meal on the table. The car that starts and runs without flat tires. Hopefully they didn't run over a nail on the way here or something like that. <laughs> um, friendships, family, loved ones, a Christmas tree. Whatever it may be. Those things, I think, are probably the biggest things for me. Roy, is this, is this something that you keep on a regular basis or occasionally? Or what, what is your practice with a gratitude journal? Did you do one for a while? or? Yeah, so I... You have several journals, I know. <laughs> several journals, yeah. I was just <laughs> going to talk about that. Um, because I, I think journaling is so much more powerful. When when I really want to express my thoughts, I journal as opposed to, because I, I also have like a daily journal that's all computerized and it syncs with my phone and my PC and everything like that that I use. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, there's a certain magic in putting it on paper because you have to think, there's a delay. It's not just immediate thoughts flowing and you can type it away as you, as you go. To me, that's just words. But putting it on paper, for me, shows emotion. And not just that, but it's a point of reflection later on. I can look back and be like, here's what I was going through at the time. Because I might feel the same way later on. And I need to use myself as a resource. All right, well, when things were really bad at this point, here's what you were going through and here's how you fought out of it. Okay, cool. Now I've got a blueprint. I've done it before, I'm gonna do it again. And looking back, you're reminded of what was going on in your life at the time. I do this now when, okay, tran transparency. Um, <laughs> um, I, I really did this a couple weeks ago when we, the three of us, had that heart to heart about this podcast. Mm. And I realized that I was, there was so much, I mean, I even said it. I felt weird even coming into the studio that's at my own house because I felt like there was so much negativity in here. And I was really just down. And I knew that, I know in my heart of heart that I want this podcast to continue. And I also know that right now, when it comes to the level of investment, personal investment, heart investment, I'm, I'm at the top. I bleed this stuff inside out. Every podcast recording, I'm, I'm wearing the sweatshirt. I'm giving out the mugs and, and all that kind of stuff. And the one thing that I've never wanted this podcast to do was reflect the way I feel about everyone who's ever been involved with this on a personal level. So if you had something to do and you did it late 10 weeks in a row and the rest of the podcast is on hold waiting for you, I would still call you up and act like normal because that's friendship stuff. That's not podcast stuff. But when we're in the studio, friendship's out the door. Or, or the friendship is, yeah, on the other side of the door and inside it's, it's business. You know, why haven't you done this yet? And so I didn't like feeling that. And I knew that if I don't change my thought process and, and my feelings, who knows how long this is going to stay. And so I started focusing on on the positives you know what do I like about Sam what do I like about Kyle what do I like about Glenn 
and I short list. <laughs> just I know it's only the nacho cheese for me. He's admitted that, and it gave me a, a different type of clarity because I, I think what it does is you start you, you start accepting people for I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's kind of like I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of lost in my head. I, I wasn't expecting to talk about this, um, <laughs> but but yeah, I I did do this exercise at that time, and I was like, look, I I want GYST to continue. And in order for that to happen, I need to feel good about stuff again, and I'm feeling good about stuff again. The direction has changed, and I'm okay with that. And so, especially you took this journal to get there. I took this exercise to get there uh, again. Not necessarily this. Well, yes, but but only because I mean I've done similar things. Yeah, uh, similar things about this. Um, but had you not done this exercise after that discussion before, or no, you've done it. But what I'm saying is, had you not done it, had you not exercise executed this exercise after that discussion, uh-huh. right, you would have been going down a different path. Uh, yeah. I would have let the frustrations um, continue to continue. Yeah. And so earlier when I said, you know, when when you're in a relationship, whether it's it's a loving relationship or or a friendship. When we stop appreciating people for who they are, we we get certain expectations of them. And when we have expectations of someone that is not expressed, disappointment comes around. an example could be, you know, um, I had to I had to ask Kyle to take out the trash. It's it's Tuesday. He always takes out the trash. Why do I need to ask him to do it anymore? And when we when we start thinking that way, we focus on the negativity instead of all the other things that you bring to me. A perfect example in college, there were five of us guys living together. That's right. <laughs> And uh, four of us guys are Asian, so we're used to taking our shoes off at the door and all this kind of stuff, you know. And one white guy. And the dishwasher is for like where you uh, dry your dishes after you hand wash them, not to actually use it as a dishwasher. And uh, <laughs> the rice cooker is always full. Always. And so, yeah. And then we've got the one white guy, and he doesn't know any of this. But with a southwestern Asian in the house. Yeah. Was it Basmati, Jasmine, or Calrose? Oh, it was all over the place. Because it was funny because because even on the doors to each of our rooms, I <laughs> so funny. I made um, name tags for all of us with our country of origin. So I said like Rohit Rohila, India; Marcus Tan, China; uh, Lee Savage, Korea; uh, Sakata Booth, Cambodia; Cambodia. Eric Johnson, America. <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> America. You know. That's awesome. And, um, I, I had to add the right <laughs> And so Eric was, not just because he wasn't Asian, but he was just a horribly messy person in life. Mm. You know, just a um, pile of dishes. You know, he was, he was that kind of a guy. America. But the thing is, what he provided an entertainment value it, the guy was always keeping all of us laughing. We were having a great time all the time. We ran a, a illegal casino out of our house. We were always having parties. Like we, were, there was a lot that we were doing. Sounds like a pretty bad influence. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, but here's the thing: whereas whereas others in the house were getting frustrated at him, I would do his dishes, because to me, the value of having him in the house was worth doing the dishes. It was like the price you pay for the for having him as a roommate, the, mm-hmm. the entertainment value. I didn't mind that because that's what I appreciated about him. And because of that, like, it, it changed my view of him. And had I not thought about what's the positive aspect that he's bringing to my life, maybe I would have been like that, you know? So it's 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 interesting. This is something that, that I practice every day when I meditate. Before I go to sleep, there's there's few questions that I ask myself in moments of reflection. One of them is, who am I better friends with today? 
And so today when I do the same thing, I'm going to say the two of you. And, and I give an example of why. The reason why I'm going to talk about the two of you today is because of the dinner that we had. We had some meatball sliders, we're sit- which is also why we're all burping and you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But we had some meatball sliders. We were sitting around the, the dinner table. We were laughing. We were joking. We were having a good time. And to me, that means our friendship is closer. So before I go to sleep, I think, okay, who am I closer to now and why? What happened? The other thing is I replay my day and I focus on the things that went really well. This new project that I'm working on, Fresh in Your Life. We I met with the girls today. I mean, they are this is going to be an amazing project and you can tell and I'm great so grateful for that and then throughout the process if you come across stuff that didn't go so well right again going back to your subconscious if you're if if my subconscious can't tell the past present future apart why do I want to remind it of something negative that happened it doesn't know it and so instead of seeing the something negative I all I do is replay that in the positive way Kyle I'll, I'll say for you today um, the rule is we get in the studio at 545 we start recording at 6 545 came I'm like Glenn what do we want to start recording 6 o'clock we start recording and you weren't in the studio yet but but we continued recording so I can focus on that it's like wow like Kyle was late I know he's got stuff going on, but how much time would it be? Hey, guys, I'm running late or whatever, you know? So in my head, when I when I replay that at night, if I focus on that, what's that going to do? That's going to bring you, you and I into resentment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think negatively of you. I'm, it's going to negate the positive experience I had of you today <clears throat> with sitting around the dinner table. And the, the positive uh, walk you and I had Last week when we recorded, it was like negative 20 outside and we're oh, walking man. around. This was after you left, Glenn. Negative 20? It was cold. Like, like it was 40. Just, Come was, on. It was cold. It was super cold and windy. So instead, when I when I play today over in my mind, yeah, everyone was in here 545. We started recording at 6. We recorded a couple amazing episodes. And what's that doing now? Is it's helping me change the focus that I have on you. And what's that going to do? It's going to make us stronger. And it's just something little that I'm doing. So when it comes to gratitude, it's something that I've tried to, that, that I do practice every night before I go to sleep. And through that process, it, it's kind of funny. Throughout my day, I'll think of what my highlight is going to be at night. It's and, something you automatically do. It's built in. Yeah. Remember earlier, you and we were talking at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And you said you bought something for Emily for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And then when you thought about it, you're like, you know what? I think this would be a better present for someone else. And I'm going to get Emily this instead. When you do that, that's the kind of day that, that I want is focusing on, on the positive. And by always thinking, what's going to be my main highlight for today? Mm-hmm. I could have said, you know, I had that meeting with that girls and it was amazing. We met for three hours, a strategy session and we all feel so good. We've planned out from here to like two, three months down the road. That would be my highlight. But then I had dinner with the fellas, and that went over really well. Well, now is that going to be my highlight? And who knows? I still have, you know, four, three and a half hours till my day's up. What's going to top that? But I'm always thinking, what's, how's it going to improve? What's going to get better? And when you, when you have that, I think you just live a life of gratitude. And a lot of times, I don't know if you guys will hear me, um, but if we're doing something, I'll just say, like, oh, I'm so thankful for this, or I'm, I'm really thankful for this, or, oh, that meal we had was so good, I'm so thankful. But it's it's something that I say a lot, and I don't know if you guys have picked up on it, whether we're in the studio or we're out watching a movie or something like that. It's like, wow, I'm really thankful for that experience, or I'm really thankful for this, so... Sorry, I kind of... Uh, kept on going there for it's good for too long no it's no such thing as too long <laughs> no it's it's good it's it's all good stuff and i think that's the biggest thing right is you kind of led into it as well with is with expectations right it's kind of changing your perception of things to the positive away from the negative to prevent from 
negative feelings, anger, frustration, resentment, whatever that looks like. Yeah. So it, it's it's up to you guys if you if you want to um, if you want to share maybe some of the things that you had on there or you know it's it's up to you guys if if you want to or not. Yeah, mine's yeah. in my car, but I remember I remember them most of them. Okay, well. I'll lead it off then, because uh, I, th- I think I'll go with some of the easier things to discuss, because you know, the emotional things, that's more of a personal thing for me that I'm going to have to deal with. But uh, for work, right, for so long, and Kyle will know this, I was alone on the Adobe team. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I didn't have the support that I have now. I've got a, a pretty decent team. They're very supportive. Even my manager, I mean, the VP in, in my department, was a challenge when he first took over, but he's turned into one of those guys I can always count on to support me. I've got a supportive team, and I'm very I'm very grateful and very thankful for that because I see the amount of stress I had just two years ago versus what I have right now. Minimal. Minimal. I mean, unless I get a call from Kyle looking for... Some Man. weird, weird request, you know. Hey, you know I always call for messed up stuff because if it's regular, then I can just take care of myself. Right, exactly. You need me to be the fixer, Glenn. I got a question for fix you. Fix this. Fix this quick. <laughs> How do we fix this? Something's fucked up. No, but I, I found that it's when I started doing this list for work, it, it just made it. I don't know. It made it easier to appreciate what I do actually have at work. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, you kind of push work to the side going, ah, I don't want to work. I don't like work. But you look at some of the things that you should be grateful for while you're working and you go, oh, you know, I actually have got it a lot better than many people do. Yeah. I mean, there are people out there that would love to have my job. Mm -hmm. So why complain about your job? If you don't like it, find something else but be grateful for what you actually have in life. Easier said than done for most people. It is, as I found with, with my my journal. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, work was a tough one for me initially because I was trying not to focus on individual people. Right. Or things, right? <laughs> so, And it was the very first one, so it was really hard for me to do. Um but it was the second or third thing I wrote down. I think it was actually the third thing I wrote down, the last thing for work, was I'm truly thankful for, sorry, grateful. I'm truly grateful for the people that believe in me. So um, I'll never forget when I first started there, I was having a discussion with somebody that you introduced me to, Rohit. And they asked me what my background was and what role I had. So, oh, okay. So, are you qualified for the role? And they asked me that question. You know, where where did you go to school? What did you do? What did you do before this? What qualifies you for this role? And I was just kind of like, all right. I brushed it off like whatever. It's people like that that motivated me to do well. Um, but it's more so people that believed in me, that convinced me that, hey, you do belong where you're at. And you need to continue doing it. So that is something I'm truly grateful for. I think everyone, every once in a while, has um, lets can let some self doubt creep in. I can do that as well myself. Sometimes I don't believe in myself as much as others do. Um, so for people that do believe in me in those types of scenarios, in a professional scenario, when I, when I was doing the work section, um, that was a game changer. So that was really big for me. The thing that I would encourage everyone to do is even if you just, if you want to do it for one day, go somewhere that you've never gone before away from the public eye. Go to, go to a park, uh, go sit by a lake, do something outdoors. Just sit there quietly, enjoying your moment of solitude, free from distractions. Don't think about what time it is. Leave your phone in the car. 
and, and here's the thing with phones. Everyone always says, like, leave your phone away or turn your phone on silent or leave it in the other room. And, and we hear it, and we don't really think too much of it. But it makes all the difference in the world. The, the new project that I'm working on, the, the Fresh In Your Life, I'm putting in tons of hours of stressful stuff right now. And I don't have my phone in my office. I, I leave it in my room. And people will, you know, they'll come back to like all these messages and, and stuff like that. But it, it keeps me in the flow of working. And it's, I've realized that the more and more self-reflection I get and the more I kind of know the direction I want to take my life, and, and I want to be more successful, the less I use my phone. Not just as a, a tool, but even as a communication tool. I have started calling people on their birthdays now, and it's almost like they're shocked. Like, oh, you're, you're actually calling me for my birthday. Yeah, because you're worth it. And it's, it's important. And I don't... Like, it's, it's so weird. I mean, I see some people now who, you know, can't live without their phones. And now I'm like, I kind of want to see how long I can go without my phone. There's a... Or to use it just as a phone. Yeah. As I, a telephone to call somebody. I don't know if you guys have heard. I'm, I don't know who it is. There's, there's some company out there that will is running a contest that if you give up your phone for a year, you'll get 100K. And sign me up. When when you think about that, yeah, it sounds good. But then think about three hundred and sixty five days <clears throat> without like think about how it's gonna negatively impact your friendships. Mm-hmm. If you can't call them up, if you can't text them, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna log on to your PC at home and hope they have they're checking their Facebook? Who yeah. you know, send them an email? Yeah. And so when you when you think about it that way, it's 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 a lot more difficult than than it, you know, initially sounds. Mm-hmm. And I find the more grateful that I am for certain things, it's all the simple things in life. Like how when when you go when you go out there hiking and running and stuff, you don't have any of that stuff, and that's mm-hmm. why it's so important to you, Glenn. Like when you go to Ch- that's a bad example because you go to Chicago for work, but um, <laughs> but but at the same time, like when you go to Chicago and you're not dealing with the with the same stuff that you're dealing with at this office day in, day out, and you have that mental break, it's getting back to the root of things, the, the simple things. Mm-hmm. Like, think about when your electricity goes out. We live here in the Northwest, and our electricity goes out, you know, every now and then. But how good do you feel? Initially, it goes out, and you're like, wow, what am I going to do now? And then before you know it, you're reading a book by candlelight, and you're like, this is awesome. It's kind of great. The, the only bad thing about when the electricity goes out is... When it gets too cold and your food spoils. Mm. Mm, that's two, about the only thing. Only yeah. two negative things. Yeah. Power going out is awesome. And so why can't we do that more often? That's a good question. Like why why do we our 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 default entertainment device is the TV? Like we'll we'll do that escapism one for me was the episode that we did was so powerful because I noticed my that was my pattern. I'd come home, you know, turn on the TV and I'd start Watching TV for no reason, and I'm not even watching TV. I'm on my phone TV's while the just TV's on. going. You know who would do that? Sam. As soon as he would walk in the door, he would turn the TV on. Yeah, and they would go in his room. I'm like Sam, what the fuck is the TV on for? <laughs> it's so it's that default behavior that's killing us. Uh huh. You know, and I feel like doing something like this, something reflective of gratitude, helps you evaluate stuff. Because I can tell you, nine out of ten people are not going to evaluate their lives. They're going to listen to this episode and not do a single thing about it. But here you had three people who have shared stuff. We had people using Kleenex on this episode because of the emotions behind the stuff. And we're all better because of it. And I bet you, ten out of ten people who are going to listen to this aren't going to even do it. And that's a disservice to them. What are they listening for? They're not going to take action. Yeah. Stop listening if you ain't going to take action. I just got a really good idea out of what you said, and I wrote it down. I'm going to share this as 
before we wrap up this episode is power out date night. Oh. Have a date night oh. and simulate, just like an in-home date night mm-hmm. with your lady, with your loved one. Simulate no power except for heat, I would say. Keep the heat on, but turn all the lights off. Light candles. Oh, if, you love, if you're with your loved one, you can generate your own heat. you damn right what? you can. Damn straight. Sit, high five, high five. My right. So when are you, when are we doing this, Glenn? <laughs> Ladies, please email Glenn, Glenn at gystpodcast.com. I'm fluffy, so I'll keep you warm. My man. But yeah, play dice, play Uno, play a board game, play cards, sit and talk, read a book by a flashlight or a... Play a tabletop lantern. RPG game. Tabletop RPG game in the dark. Probably pretty challenging. You need lots of... A headlamp, maybe. But if you got a tabletop RPG game, you probably got a headlamp. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a great idea. And that I is a great idea. Down and I circled it, and I'm going to do that. Well, I would say... Not all, with you guys. I would say all three of us earn a position to where we can do this as an exercise and to share our experiences on air. I like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm you can't play video games when you're simulating power out, Glenn. No, I can't. <laughs> you can't just sit I mean, in the dark and play a video game. Technically, a Nintendo Switch is a mobile device, but yeah. no, just no electronics. Just no because electronics your heat's never on doesn't yeah. mean you're simulating power outage. Mm. And I'm going to go one step further, and I'm not going to turn my heat on. Oh, really? And, and you guys know I am always cold. Yeah. But to me, I think... You want to make it a more authentic experience? Yeah. Okay. You know, to, to truly feel it. Yeah, I think would be would be more powerful. All right, then unplug your refrigerator too. Well, I mean, I you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dang, Leslie, hey, Kyle's taking this to a whole new level now. I'm just kidding. Close all your blinds because you don't want Close that street blinds. lights coming in. Yep. And as soon as you do the experiment, you got to hurry up and take a shower because a hot water heater is going to get cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got gas, so I'm still good. Oh. And I can turn on the fireplace. I'm not going to. But, but you could. But I could. You could. I could turn on the fireplace and have hot water. and Use it for yeah. simulated light. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm already making excuses for him. <laughs> no, but that, that's a good thing, right? If you have the regular heat off, but the fire, fireplace isn't going to heat your entire house. No. Gas fireplaces don't radiate that much heat. Yeah. But it's something you could do, right? It's like That's what you would really do in a power outage. Yeah. That's kind of a cool idea. Might for winter might Christmas the house. Time. Yours does? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do we want to do this by next recording? Yeah, why not? Okay, Let's do done. It. All right. Yeah, we got time. I was gonna say if it's next yeah. week, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. But it's two weeks. We got so we a couple got, weeks. Good. Yeah. Yep. See, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we do stuff on air. I'm gonna set mine up right now. Well, don't we want to do Kyle Reed's two minute takeaway? Yeah, we're gonna do Kyle Reed's two minute takeaway. But I'm just gonna say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is gonna make for some boring airtime right now, Kyle. Yeah, you guys should probably talk then. <laughs> Kyle is now typing Boom. on his phone. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So, bam! Kyle Reed's two-minute takeaway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I like saying that. I feel like I'm an announcer or something like that, like for a TV show. Well, or I just like the fact that you've acknowledged now that this segment is just called Kyle Reed's two-minute takeaway because you were fighting it for the longest time. Yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah, sure. I just was like, do it. Like, it doesn't have to have a name, does it? <laughs> Um, anyway, it's Kyle Reese 2-Minute Takeaway, damn it. <laughs> I own that shit. Uh, today's episode was all good about... Shit, good shit. Gratitude. Mm-hmm. And the power, the power of a daily gratitude journal. Now, the biggest thing for me is recognizing these things. It's absolutely sad that I I had to go in and look at my calendar to remember, to recognize what I did and what my highlights were. I like that exercise because it reminded me to take a look at them, but the fact that... I came down and I sat and I would draw a blank is a problem. With something like a daily gratitude journal, it gives you the opportunity to remind yourself what you're, what you're thankful for, what you're grateful for, whether that be a person, a place, a thing, an action, an activity, a feeling, an emotion, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's going to help you look at the bright side of things. right? What do we say? For every dark night, there's a brighter day after that, right? This gives you an opportunity to look at the brighter day. This gives you an opportunity, as Rohit mentioned, to take a look and take an investment in his life and find out, okay, hey, this is where I was struggling with these things. Here's how I came out of it. Because you're documenting now those things that you're going through. You're documenting what you're grateful for. Um, so it gives you a, 
a good idea of how to really just take inventory of those things and put a positive spin on your life. So um, that's what I got. Glenn, Glenn Roy, you guys got anything else to add to that? Nope. All right. Well, as we close out, I challenge each and every one of our listeners to a daily gratitude journal. If you're not already doing one, I highly recommend it. I think it's a fantastic idea. It's really easy to start. We've got uh, some prompts that we can put on the website as well. Some of the ones that Glenn and I did. Should we put on the website? Sure. Perfect. You're like, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That we can put on the website for you guys. And there's tons out there as well. If you just Google it, there's tons of opportunities and prompts for the, doing a gratitude journal. So with that said, thank you everyone for tuning in. Please tune in again next week. Listen to your favorite podcast, the GYC podcast. Get your shit together. See you next week. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.